Welcome to This Week in Lotus. The weekly roundtable discussion of all things social, collaboration, technology and community. And here's your host, Darren Duke. This Week in Lotus, Episode 10. I'm sure Yahoo and AltaVista were in the Gartner Magic Quadrant at some point. This Week in Lotus is sponsored by Moo.com, the home of the finest custom business cards, mini cards, postcards and much more. For more information and for details of exclusive promotional offers, browse to thisweekinlotus.com. Moo. Hello everybody, this is Darren Duke and welcome to episode 10 of This Week in Lotus. Uh, yeah, as has been last week, Stuart McIntyre is on vacation this week, so he'll be back next week so the quality of the podcast will improve immeasurably. Um, with me this week is Lisa, our guest host, Lisa Duke, uh, my wife, and works with me at STS. Uh, Lisa, thanks for coming back on again. Oh, you're welcome, even though I think you just said the quality of the podcast will improve when I'm gone, but... (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm cleaving the Fifth Amendment on that one. It's not what I said, but it could be taken out of context, so I'm going to keep quiet for a change. So, for the people who weren't uh, listening to the show in Episode 9, and they will be summarily taken out the back and whacked with a big stick for not listening to Episode 9, but if they didn't, can you give us a bit of background on yourself? Sure. I'm the business development manager for Simplified Technology Solutions, which means I handle the um, lead the sales and the marketing team teams. Um, And it's very early here. We had girls night last night. So if I'm worse off than I was last week, that is why. But um, I also, in addition to leading the sales and the marketing teams, I contribute to Tips in Two, which is our website that has free training vis- videos for um, users of the Lotus products. And I also help support user groups in Atlanta, Chattanooga, Nashville, and Greenville, South Carolina. So within sort of the surrounding area. So that's what I do when I'm not on the podcast. And that means as of tomorrow, right? Because I think Stuart <laughs> is back this week, I think. <laughs> Um, oh, don't be so happy about it. <laughs> and, and, and the quality of a podcast is not related to Stuart coming back. It's 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 related to Lisa not being having a girls' night out party next week is probably what it is. Yeah, um, that will probably prove the quality of the podcast. <laughs> also with us this week is Brian Chaput, the offering manager of IBM WebSphere, Paul. Uh, thank you for joining us this week, Brian. It's a pleasure to have you on. Thanks, Dan. Aaron, it's a pleasure to be here and uh, with you and Lisa, bright and early this morning. Uh, yes, everybody for change. We're all on. I think we're all on the time zone. We're all on Eastern time, I believe. So we're all we're all up nice and early. Um, so, do you want to give our listeners a brief overview of of, of what a quote unquote offering manager um, actually <laughs> is in, in in real world? <laughs> yeah, you bet, you bet. So at IBM, uh, 
at least on the portal product team, which is uh, which is the team I'm on, so the WebSphere portal product team that folks uh, may be familiar with, or I hope are familiar with. Uh, we have product managers and offering managers, and the product managers are, you know, those folks that are responsible for defining, um, you know, what's in the product, what features, capabilities, technologies do we have in it now, and, and what's the roadmap for the future and where we're going to take it. Whereas an offering manager, we focus uh, a whole lot more on how do we present the product, right? How do we promote it? How do we position it? How do we price it? How do we package it? So, so when you're when you're looking at WebSphere Portal in the portfolio and you're scratching your head on you know what product is in uh, or what capabilities in which edition of the product, I'm usually the guy you can either go to or, or blame <laughs> when you when you look at it and try to figure it out. So um, so so I deal with a lot of customers and and our business partners and and sales representatives on just helping them determine you know what's actually the best fit for the customer when they look at our expansive portfolio. So the good news is we have. Lots of choices. The bad news is it can get a little bit confusing when you when you sometimes get down into the weeds. But um, we'd like to make sure we've got it all covered for you. And and you are reasonably newish in terms with IBM, correct? Yeah, I got um, to use the IBM term uh, blue washed about <laughs> <laughs> almost five years ago. Um, I came in. Folks might be familiar with a company called Bow Street. Um, we are the company that um, brought to market. Uh, what was known at the time as Bow Street Portlet Factory, which was a, or we shouldn't say was, it, it remains a solution for uh, building uh, web portlets for WebSphere Portal very rapidly without without a whole lot of development skills. Uh, anyway, that technology had a lot of value for the portal space. So IBM actually acquired Bow Street back in, I guess it was December of 2005. So I came in through that acquisition and um, and have remained. So yeah. There's a bunch of us uh, that came over and are, uh, are now working, you know, more closely with the portal, the overall portal product. Well, congratulations on coming up to the, your five-year anniversary. I guess is, is that when they give you release papers and you're able for parole? Yes. Is that what that is? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I I hear that's what that's on the offering. So sure. <laughs> Um, and, and just to reiterate to people, Portal Factory is not just for WebSphere Portal. It's actually you can integrate the portlets now into connections. Correct. That's right. We've uh, actually the connections uh, team um, have used Portlet Factory to build those connections portlets. So you can actually, uh, you know, have connections and, and use it standalone, or you can take some of those services and actually place them in the portal. So you can leverage connections for for more than just the native interface, but putting it into um, uh, even external facing applications. As, you know, if you wanted to for for customers, so you can actually socially infuse those web experiences through the portal. So um, and you'll continue to. To see more with that as we you know do that across the entire not not even Lotus portfolio but but the IBM software portfolio, and Portland Factory is typically one of the you know the, the primary tool folks choose to use to do that. And and I, I like it because it's like you said it, it while I quote unquote occasionally play a developer. Um, yes. You know it's it's always nice to be able to show the power users and the business users and, and people who aren't necessarily Java folks. Hey, look. You know, you don't have to be a, a Java guru to go and be able to add portlets to your environment and to the business. So that's that's always good to see. Yeah, you got it. I mean, that's the whole purpose. Look, we know some people want to code from the ground up and, and have, you know, that discrete level of control to write Java. And, and, you know, IBM's got great tools and technologies to help you do that. But there's, you know, there's usually a whole lot more folks in the organization that could be contributing. And, you know, they have lots of um, insight into what the app should be in the back end systems. And, you know, but they may not have the, the ability to, you know, code at the deep you know, technical level, Portlet Factory is a great solution to to have folks um, take advantage of. So, so it actually, you know, it it complements 
the entire portfolio. It doesn't it doesn't necessarily replace anything, but it, it just gives you more capabilities and more options. And you'll continue to see it, you know, integrate with more other backends and more backends, and you know, try to abstract that up for 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 those power users to be able to do that. Great, and and yeah, any of the Java developers who still insist on using Notepad and command line to create the Java <laughs> stuff, Portal Factory probably isn't for you. <laughs> no, it's not. It, it's not for you. But what I always like to tell them is it it it's a tool, right? I mean, you can you know, right? You can build a house with hammers and nails and and discrete you know pieces of lumber, or you can buy modular, or you could at least use a nail gun. I mean, it doesn't. There's all different ways of getting to the end result. But um, even with Portlet Factory, I like to tell those Java developers, you can actually see all the code that gets generated. So you can you you know, and it, of course, it makes sure it's well formed and error free for you. But if you really do want to get in and, and see how the code was constructed and what it looks like, um, you know, you have the ability to do that. But um, but some folks still like to just, you know, roll up their sleeves and use those hand tools, so that's just fine. And, and so I, you can I, go back and, and add the errors. Add in the there. errors. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, we don't let you touch the code. You can just look at it. <laughs> pre clean code for your pressure. Now you can go and screw it up. Thank you. There you go. I like I like that idea. Yes, I like the way you phrased that. That made me chortle on the inside. Um, so, Brian, the real reason we had we, we we've uh, got you on the podcast this week is to talk about you know the Portal Excellent Conference that I think was was either last week or the week before, and then the mysterious Project North Star that's starting to eke out in press releases in in the normal kind of way that. Uh, a press release or a, a, a quote-unquote review. I think I saw a review of Project North Star the other day on Planet Lotus, and it was just a copy and paste from the IBM website. Uh, so yeah. if you could maybe uh, you know expand on on maybe both the Portal Excellence conference and how that went and what 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 that was about, and maybe the new features coming in Portal Seven, and then also North Star. I think we, that would be a good place to start the conversation this week. That's great. Yeah. Um, so, so last week we wrapped up the um, U.S. <clears throat> excuse me, the U.S. version of our uh, Portal Excellence Conference. And folks that that attended or at least saw some of the the event materials around it probably noticed that we really didn't use the term Portal Excellence Conference at a very high level. We a, we're actually starting to change it to the Exceptional Web Experience Event or Web Experience Conference, and and that's really when we talk a little bit later about Project Northstar. That's um that's directly related to that. So folks have seen our messaging shifting from getting away of talking about web portals and websites to more about web experiences, and and but we use the qualifier Exceptional Web Experience, right? So. You can take, um, you know, Portal and the related technologies and, and point it to that. And, and when we talk about North Star, we'll we'll sort of talk about how North Star is now the guiding vision for that. And and um, you know, I'll share with you what we what we announced at at the PEC, uh, you know, at the Portal Excellence Conference. And, and just a <clears throat> just a quick plug: there's uh, if anybody's going to be in Europe, there's a Portal Excellence Conference in Europe in Dusseldorf coming up in uh, in October. But um, before I get a bit in the detail, <clears throat> it is interesting to note that we actually had our largest Portal Excellence Conference uh, last week um, in Chicago. We had our you know, well over 400 um, attendees, which was terrific to see actually in the middle of summer in Chicago. So, um, you know, we, we were kind of thinking, you know, boy, is summer really the best time to do this? But, you know, the uh, the folks came, which was which was terrific. Um, so Larry Bowden, who folks might know, um, sort of internally has the nickname of the father of WebSphere Portal, um, you know, talked a little bit about um, uh, the North Star vision at the end. But what he really started off with talking about is sort of just taking a breath and taking a step back and letting folks know that if they weren't aware, this year is actually the 10th anniversary of WebSphere Portal. 
um, and we say that not not to um, say, boy, it's really old, but to say, you know, we're 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 really just getting started. <laughs> uh, we looked at it as the first ten years is the setup for the second ten years. Um, so he's he sort of took folks on a, a little trip down memory lane of you know back to version one dot one back in uh, back in uh, two thousand. Uh, time frame and and you know what we thought were all leading edge web capabilities back then and, and where it's at today and kind of asked and and you know I even asked your listeners uh, uh, to do the same thing think about the web back in back in 2000 and 2001 and things you you did or, or didn't do right? yeah look 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 so ma right. I can do a HTML table <laughs> that's right <laughs> I was, but even so, so simple things like view a video online right or socially connect to somebody I mean, those are things that you just you just didn't do right. um, you know just didn't exist you went on and you looked up a uh, company's uh, web page and you got some brochure where and uh, if it was, or if it was a commercial business I mean a, a retail business maybe you got their store hours and a telephone number <laughs> right I mean it was pretty I mean it was it was at the time it was terrific you could throw away your yellow pages and your books and you know use the web to get your access but uh, but anyway so he's just he sort of just took the trip down memory lane and sort of showed the investments you know we talked about Bow Street but there are a lot of ac acquisitions um, Aptrix was one for our web content management solution and Pure Edge for forms and Bow Street for Portlet Factory and and talked about really you know the the the, the billion dollar plus investment IBM's made in the space over the past ten years so it was always just sort of a nice way to get a look back. Um, and then he talked about, um, you know, we, while it's all great, you know, we get all kinds of accolades and awards, you know, for, for Portal being, you know, number one in the space or number one in the Gartner Magic Quadrant. And, and that's all well and good. But, you know, our best measure of success, like any business, is, is the customers um, and, and not our customers in terms of the number that we have of them and even the names. But are our customers getting recognized? So he, he shared with the folks um, a slide of about 12 customers over the past year, uh, year or so that have actually received awards for their websites. Um, you know, they're, of course, they're portal-based websites, but, you know, their websites, so people like HSBC and, and the U.S. Army and L.A. County and Miami-Dade County and, a few, and, you know, a bunch of others. So... So that was just to say that, look, you know, while we're, you know, we're doing this to, to give you all the best capabilities, but, you know, we really, you know, want to encourage you to take it and turn it and, you know, deliver those exceptional web experiences and, and, and then we'll learn from that, right? That's actually what's sort of driving us to this whole North Star vision, which is, you know, we're really just at the tip of the iceberg and helping organizations deliver those exceptional web experiences. Um, so he, you know, he saluted a few of those customers that were there. Um, um, then, then we talked a bit about, so where are we going with WebSphere Portal? And to, to your point, Darren, that you asked a little while ago, sort of, you know, what's, what's new, right? Uh, and, and, you know, we, we, we kind of reiterated to the folks that, you know, Portal, we talk about WebSphere Portal as a, as, a, as a product and an offering, but it sort of goes beyond that a bit because it's, it's not just Portal, but we've got these um, very valuable, you know, ancillary capabilities like the web content management capability and um, and Lotus Forms as two primary examples, and of course our our mobile portal accelerator, which says, you know, if you've got a exceptional web experience, by the way, folks, um, you really can't just assume people are using you know their laptop or their desktop to get to the site. Not anymore, anyway. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, I know me. I don't know about you guys, but. I do. An, I just noticed the other day, man. I do an awful lot of browsing from my BlackBerry now. <laughs> um, so you, you so might open the door about there. <laughs> 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 it would yeah. be it would be nice if Black had a browser. 
Yeah, yeah, my BlackBerry yeah. doesn't have a browser. It just has something that says the web page is too big. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that's the problem, right? I mean, even even though I have a browser, I, I hit a lot of sites, and I'm like, this is not a very pleasant experience. I can't, I have to scroll down for five minutes to get to the bottom of, uh, you know, the page with the phone number or something. Um, so, so what we're encouraging, you know, folks to do is don't think about, the, you know, you shouldn't necessarily have to, I mean, you need to think about the device, right? Um, you know, but, but you really do have to have that realization that people can be anywhere, right? And they can, they can, they can do it at any time. And, and by the way, it can be really from any web connected device. <laughs> so, so when you're designing it, make sure that, that you have the ability to, to deliver it, you know, the right way to the right time, at the right time to the right people. So, um, you know, WebShare Portal, you know, we consider that a, a platform to be able to do that because we've got that you know the mobile capability as well um so you know larry was just kind of doing the whole setup to, to remind everybody that, that you know uh, a web experience is is um is a bit in the eye of the beholder i would i suppose right um it's kind of it's a little bit like art <laughs> uh, people always say to me well what's show me an example of an exceptional web experience and uh, and i can give you some examples um one is um if people have some time i would just say go to um the college.gov website. I don't know if you folks have ever ever hit that site, but um, it's a site put up by the U.S. Department of Education, and you would usually think the government's going to have some pretty bland websites. Um, that no. site is actually really delivered on the top government. Of yeah, <laughs> even the government. Yes, uh, um, it's it's a fabulous site. It's it's engaging. It's uh, innovative. It's interesting to look at. Um, so, you know. To me, I think it's a, it's an attractive, you know, uh, exceptional web experience. Uh, maybe others may not feel that way, but that's sort of one I like to use is just say, well, there's what I think is an example. But but at the end of the day, um, you know, I kind of use the definition of how do you know you've achieved an exceptional web experience? It's when you don't have any users complaining about it, right? <laughs> So I've got quite a ways to go, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. I mean, if you've satisfied if the, if you've satisfied the needs of your audience, right, then I suppose you've achieved an you know an exceptional or at least a, a good web experience. Um, so that's why the beauty of the portal portfolio is, and even the Lotus portfolio for that matter, is you've got all kinds of entry points, right? If if it's just the ability to have you know really rich content and allowing your business users to, to manage that content and it doesn't necessarily need to be personalized uh, you know Lotus web content management is probably a great place to start um, but the good news is if if down the road you want to add some personalization where people have to log in and identify themselves and you want to change that content you know you can actually you know add portal you know to that same you know environment and and, and deliver it that way uh, maybe you've got some you know you want to allow people to be more you know as act as a community and you want to bring in some of those connections features you can do that so so the entry points can be you know on the social side it can be on the content side it can be on the personalized web experience side it could even be on the you know you could start with you know just some you know web accessible forums with the forums capability but so so if any one of those helps you deliver that exceptional experience terrific if if it's the combination of those you know even better but it's it's really up to the you know to the customer so we sort of pride ourselves on the fact that you can start in any of those entry points and 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 again when you'll you'll define it as being a success when your customers say that's exactly you know what i was looking and, and, I, and i think you're exactly right on that you know lotus has a history of of being extensible either either by yourself with notepad and command line 
or, or via, you know, <laughs> purchasing add-on products like Quicker Connections. And are you starting to see customers looking at Portal and say, "Wouldn't we've got this exceptional web experience now? How do we integrate connections-like social software features in this? Is that is that some of the things you're getting asked these days? You you get you you got it. We get. I mean, that's exactly what we get asked: is the fact that um, you know the good news is the customer base is is kind of getting back to not just what do I need to do now, but where might I go, right? So even if it even if bringing social in wasn't something they wanted to do today. They'd want to know that if I need to do that in the future, how am I, how am I going to accomplish that? And, and social, you know, you bring up is the good example. That's the one we get asked probably most frequently now, um, because if you think about it, I mean, who isn't probably on Facebook or Twitter or you know any of the other um, social tools on the general web? Pretty much we all are, right? So, these customers and and internal even internal employees and users, I think sort of have the same expectation, right? When they use a, even a, you know, even an internal site for, for an organization, why wouldn't that experience be as compelling as when I can get out on the, you know, the general, you know, internet uh, space? Um, so, so that's sort of, you know, the approach that, you know, and that's sort of what's guiding us is to say, you know, whether it's an internal focused application or a business partner, you know, B2B application or a B2C application, you know, having the ability to deliver exactly what they need, you know, leveraging all the capabilities you can get from from IBM and Lotus is 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 key. Um, so, you know, we just kind of wanted to continue to reiterate that message to our space that, you know, our, our customers, that's most of who come to the Portal Excellence Conference that, um, you know, don't forget you have all the capabilities to do that. So so when you need that capability, you know, do look at the, you know, the rest of the IBM portfolio to, to help you there. Um, so, you know, one thing we did talk about is um, we kind of reminded folks that, you know, last year at this time, or well, not quite, about nine months ago, actually, because the last Portal Excellence Conference was in September of last year out on the West Coast, is, is when we introduced our latest version of Portal, um, which is uh, Portal 615 and its companion, um, you know, Lotus Web Content Management 615 and a whole bunch of um, uh, industry toolbox solutions and templates and, and things like that. And, uh, you know, just to show folks that, you know, we, we've been making some progress. But but the big news is, um, as we talked about a little bit earlier, Darren, is is we have some new releases of WebShare Portal coming. Um, so I'm happy to say that today I can tell you that uh, our plan is to, on September 1st, um, so just right around the corner, uh, release WebShare Portal 7 and Lotus Web Content Management uh, version 7, uh, as well as Portlet Factory versions. So, so those will be um, those will be hitting the, the market here in just the next uh, month or so. Yeah, that's that's pretty close. I, I'll I'll need to splice in the uh, the drum roll in there. <laughs> Add the drum roll and, and all the cheering. Uh, that's right. Yeah, go <laughs> wild. Yeah. Uh, and Brian, are there sorry? Are there specific features in those new versions of those products that folks have been really looking forward to? Everybody's anxiously anticipating what's going to be yeah. coming up in those releases. Yeah, you bet. So um, so some of the things we got asked for was we were talking about the social capability um, of, um, of things like um, you know, connections. And, um, and that's actually stuff we started talking about last year. So that when we had the last Portal Excellence Conference, that's when we started to introduce those connections portlets that we were referring to um, that can be made available. Uh, in addition to that, with this new release, we're, we're actually leveraging web content management to help deliver some other social 
capabilities. Um, so we've got some pre-built. Um, so if somebody doesn't, you know, currently leverage connections, for example, but they still want to have a socially infused experience. Um, uh, we've added some blog and wiki um, and um, tagging capabilities. Uh, to the portal, so we've got some um, pre-built templates of, uh, of of common blog and wiki um, capabilities that folks can take advantage of. The other one is this um, this this community content. Uh, we call it community content uh, value measurement. <laughs> uh, it's ratings, <laughs> which is what I call it. Um, this is something we, we're actually getting asked for this quite a bit. Which is, you know, I put um, a whole bunch of what I think is really valuable and useful content up on my website, my portal base site um, but I want my users to actually tell me if it's <laughs> if it's important so so the ability to now just um, just rate that and and use the templates to be able to do add that rating to any um, portal or portlet page that you create is uh, has been added as well and, and I'm guessing uh, by rating you mean something like like five stars five, thumbs up that kind of thing where you just select them and it averages out is that the idea like on Amazon you got for example it. okay you got it and the idea of that is if you're using web content management, um, the business user authoring and, and management capability that that you can um, that you can allow folks to do, you know, taking it out of the hands of IT is is a marketing manager, for example, can can see what content is actually being accessed and used and being perceived as valuable. And if it's not being perceived as valuable, well, of course, they can take that off and replace it with something else. Or if something on one side is is proving to be extremely valuable, and maybe they've got another version of that present somewhere else, they can take a you know they can take a copy of that and, and push it somewhere else. And and all at the business user level, right inside their portal application, they can do that inline management. So, so it's um it's something we're getting asked for or for quite a bit, primarily because folks want to know it's valuable, but just as importantly because they actually want the business users to own that right the ability to 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 freshen the content, keep it accurate and, uh, and, and up to date without having to, you know, to go back to IT. So that benefits everyone, right? It's the site's fresher, customers are probably happier, a little bit more satisfied, and IT's more than happy to take that management off its plate and push it to the business user. And, and Google hits uh, you way more often as well, right? So that's, that's one you, of the things you, you're crawling. When there's there. new content. Yeah, you got yeah, it. Yeah. You, 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 yeah, you got it. You, you're, you're spot on there. Um, so the other, so, so just quickly related to that, because there's another point and I want to get to um, on the new what's new in version seven. So we've got those blogs and wikis and ratings and tagging capability as well that that are now in there. Uh, and I mentioned the inline editing, so folks might know that we added a rich editor interface in the last release of, of web content management, um, the version six one five release. Well, we've continued to embellish that, but one of the new things in version seven is we have actually now integrated with Lotus Symphony. So you can use Lotus Symphony to um, to edit um, documents and push them through to web content management seamlessly. So it's a, it's another way to take advantage of that you know that tool that's um, you know freely available for folks and and use that as another editing interface. So that's that's so that's, that's that's very impressive. Um, domino people take notice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's something we get, we got asked a bit about. I mean, we've got our own um, suite, right? And with Symphony, is you know, can yeah. we use that that suite? Because you know, our business users are you know getting more comfortable with it. So so we've done that. Uh, but perhaps one of the biggest um, adva advancements in the Portal Seven release is um, is a new capability that we're calling the Universal Hub integration capability. And and what this is is this is our way to 
make it even a little bit more ubiquitous um, from the web experience development perspective. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, you typically used um, tools to build portlets and those portlets would reside in the portal page. And then we had some capability in our mashups feature before to build widgets and, and you could do some work to make those um, widgets be presented in the same page. Well, we've actually taken that capability and, and, and pardon my, my pun here, but we've mashed them together. So, so you can now very seamlessly deploy a widget to a portal page or have a portlet exist on a portal page or even use um, something like, um, like Dreamweaver as an HTML management tool to create elements that will exist on the portal page. So we're, we're, we're allowing you to use sort of just sort of very popular common web development tools to be able to um, manage um, portal pages and, and create portal pages with with even um, you know just some simple HTML even so um, so that um, and you're going to continue to see us keep that open for things even like open social um, to allow you to add elements to to a portal page and so so wherever your developers are or whatever tools they're using we want to be able to allow them to be you know contributors to the um, to the exceptional web experience so. Um, so that's a that's that universal hub integration which uh, capability which may not be the best name but um, but it you know that's that's the underlying capability that we deliver for you. So let me that. let me so put this that. let me put this through the acronym Cruncher. So effectively, <laughs> it's 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 iWidgets, right? Is that what we're talking about? iWidgets. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. iWidgets. Yep. Yep. So that's um, so that's that's good news. And um, another big thing is. Um, our enhanced web analytics support. So um, folks might have heard that um, we're going to be acquiring core metrics. Mm -hmm. uh, that was a big press release a few weeks ago, right? Yeah, it was a few weeks ago. And um, so we already had a terrific uh, relationship with core metrics um, and a technical, you know, about a business level, but also at a technical level where, where starting in 615, you really could, you could feed um, core metrics um, very discrete information about your, your web application and pages and portlets, and they can then provide some terrific analysis so that you can truly, you know, continue to optimize the application, right? Because that, that never stops, right? We talk about delivering the experience. Well, the ability to continue to make it just a better experience and a faster experience and, you know, more responsive, you know, you need to know, well, what pages are people accessing and how often? And not only that, but you also do want to get some of that marketing information, right? How many people are hitting a page in a portlet and exercising it. And core metrics amongst all the other web analytics solutions we, we, um, we support um, give you those tools to do that. So we've actually done some um, some work to make that level of integration uh, with core metrics even deeper. So with the new release, you can actually um, get even greater insight to how well um, the applications are performing using the core metrics um, suite um, and having the um, information fed directly from uh, portal and, and uh, Lotus Web Content Management. So we're pretty excited about that. And of course, as we mentioned, we'll actually be adding that 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 core metric solution to the to the IBM uh, portfolio here in the near future. Don't know exactly when that's going to close, but um, so so customers can get you know a complete solution you know from IBM. But of course, we're, we're not going to stop supporting other third-party analytics solution vendors either. I mean, we, we recognize customers often have one of the others, and sometimes they have more than one. So so we'll we'll continue to um, support those as well. Um, and then the, really the the last um, the last new thing is our um, you know the, the new web um, web 
WebShare Portlet Factory capability that's included in in WebShare Portal, and that's just um, you know we've added even more um, Dojo support and some enhancements in the um, designer itself to make it um, even a little bit easier. We hope for um, for folks to be able to develop use that tool because that's really when, when you get down to the nuts and bolts the web experience you know is nothing without the the portlets and content within it so those portlets have to be properly designed and, and look the best they can so so portlet factory was new and, and we're adding that we've added that capability as well so there's so lots, covered lo lots of stuff then <laughs> it's not just stuff <laughs> covered, uh, yeah I, um, you know that was kind of a real fast drive-by <laughs> we covered a, covered a lot of ground in a very short period of time obviously um, I can't share, we won't share much more with that until we do the official release on September 1st, but that's what we shared with folks at the conference um, and, and, and talked to them about and, and got some sort of, you know, just, just great feedback from the existing customers saying, you know, love where you're going, you're, you're continuing on the path that I want to continue on as a customer, meaning, you know, I've made this investment in this technology, I, I'm, I'm happy to see not only that it's been around for 10 years, but you know, you're not stopping. You're really just, you know, getting started and, and you're going to continue to make sure that that platform evolves as the web and the internet technologies evolve and, and actually become, you know, more ubiquitous. So, so it's kind of, you know, they were pleased to see that. And of course, then when we talked about the North Star vision, that, that was, um, that was, that was an even sort of, sort of better confirmation for them that, okay, uh, you know, I'm in the boat with IBM, and 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 the boat's exactly you know headed in the exact direction that I am. So, and and I think that's good to hear from a customer standpoint. You know, it's it's all very good saying you know we're the leader in the in the gap in the magic quadrant or whoever the analyst firm may be, but I'm pretty sure at some point Alta Vista and Yahoo were probably also number one in the gap in the quadrant <laughs> at some point. Ouch! And and so it's always it's always good to see that you know being number one. We're still adding features, you know, a six five one to seven release is is a pretty big jump, and and you see this across the, pretty much the entire Lotus portfolio. You know, connections we're, we're expecting three point out by the end of the year. Same time a five one, which we'll touch on in a few in a minute, is 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 due out in a couple of weeks. And you know, the Domino folks are doing the same thing. You know, every release adds a whole slew of new features. So it's it's good to see from a a person that would have bought it, like you said, we've got this investment. I don't want to be left at the on-ramp. I want to be on the interstate, and I think that's a good sign for for, for the Lotus folks. Yeah, yep. yeah, Mary that's Kay, exactly right. Mary Kay Ash okay. used to say, "A laurel rested upon soon wilts," which is code for you know, if you're doing great, don't sit there and congratulate yourself. Keep moving <laughs> forward. So, it's good to really see that across the whole portfolio. Um, Brian, I know you sort of referenced Project North Star, but for those of us that weren't at the conference and and have not been drinking the kool-aid can you tell <laughs> us a little bit about what that is is it just code for <clears throat> hey customers don't come and buy portal buy a vision so that we can sell you a lot of products at once or <laughs> what exactly yeah, is North well, Star? yeah no so it was um so so the way we We've kind of set it up as, you know, we, we talked to, at the conference sort of in the same flow, you know, you, we've all just talked about with, you know, where have we been and what are we doing now? And, and then, of course, it was the, well, where are you going, right? So so it it's no secret, right, that we talked about this a little while ago that, you know, the web use is growing and it continues to grow. I mean, it's, you know, I think there's some stats that say, you know, a quarter of the world's population are internet users, which is pretty big if you think about, you know, some of the, you know, less developed, or, you know, countries around the world. And 
And then if you look at that shift of, you know, what did people actually <laughs> do on the Internet 10 years ago that they're not doing today or couldn't do and that they're doing today, and it's things like, you know, buy products and, of course, you know, do online banking, which nobody did, you know, 10 years ago, and read blogs and, and actually communicate with one another and, and, and share your common interests and those kinds of things. And then, of course, the whole mobile part of it, you know, um, plays into it and the fact that you didn't have to worry about that 10 years ago. You probably didn't even have to worry about it much, you know, three or four years ago. But, but you do today. And that's, that's sort of when we looked at, you know, okay, well, where are we at, you know, now and, and even in the, in the very short term, where are we going with, with version seven? We wanted to not only give that, that message, that, that investment you've made in that, you know, legacy technology is going to continue to evolve. And that legacy technology really isn't legacy because it's going to continue to change. But, you know, with, when you're on the, you know, on the train with us, the, the change is going to be a lot easier. <clears throat> it was to basically say, well, what are organizations thinking about as they go forward? So, so we referenced this. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen this, um, and if you haven't, you, you know, you may have seen it, or, or in, in your other um, um, partners and, and customers may have not. But and we should get them a copy of it. But is this 2010 IBM Global CEO Study? Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys uh, yep. have had some, yeah, so it's a really good, you know, it's, you know, of course they're lengthy, but I, you know, we kind of just pulled out the big highlights and, you know, it's, it's all about, you know, the, the CEOs are most concerned about um, making sure their customers are getting the right information. And it's also, they're most concerned, but their primary thing is about getting closer to the customer, right? So, so we looked at, um, we looked at that plus the explosion of just, you know, the internet in general and the fact that, you know, when we talk about webs, the web, we're talking about web, ex, you know, web experiences, right? Is a term we keep using, not portals and not websites and and you know, web experiences because it can be delivered through lots of different uh, mediums and vehicles. You know, where what's going to drive us? What's going to be the thing that guides us um, going forward? And that's Project North Star. So, so Project North Star, uh, best way to describe it um, is. It's, it's a multi-year strategy, um, which will be our standard for customer-facing web, web experiences. So, so when we go out and, and talk to these CEOs and, and organizations and find out what their priorities are, we're actually seeing the conversation shifting. We're, we're, having a, we're not stopping having conversations with CIOs and IT folks. That, that will sort of always continue because they own the, they own the, the infrastructure and and, and the technology, but the conversations are actually moving to uh, um, to the C-level executives, like the CEOs and and the chief marketing officers, and and maybe the the marketing directors or or the you know the the, the chief um, customer experience officer or whatever whatever organizations <laughs> uh, you know choose to call all those. And so so the, the typical conversations are kind of changing, right? It's it is more around. You know, how are you going to, how can this help me get more out of my customer base? How can this help me get more customers? How can this help me please my customers? Um, um, so when we look at those needs and, and what we've got today in our entire portfolio, we say, well, we've, we've got a lot of capabilities, right? We've got the portal capabilities and we've got the web content management capabilities and we've got the mobile and we've got the social and um, unified communications capabilities. We're adding the analytics capabilities. We've got some search. Of course, we've got commerce over in WebSphere and it's, and it's, and, and, and there's going to be more, right? That people are going to want to add even beyond that things like rich media. Um, you know, that 
all of those things can be part of an exceptional web experience. So um, we're going to continue to embellish our portfolio to add those capabilities um, as we go forward. Um, so it's going to be our guide for both um, what Larry likes to describe as you know, organic and inorganic in, in investments um, so that we can be responsive to the technology convergence needs of our customers. Um, Going forward, so what we what we're attempting to say to folks is, you know, you've got this um, you've got this platform that you've started building. Whether you started from the connection side or the portal side or the web content management side, um, know that IBM understands that your needs are going to change over time. You're going to add more pieces, maybe take something take something out, although that's unlikely, um, and and want to continue to use that to shape those experiences for your customers. North Star is a thing that says to us, anything we create going forward as our, uh, uh, as from an IBM and, and Lotus perspective, much more specifically, has to be something that is, you know, as seamlessly and tightly integrated as it can be and has to be able to be able to be easily added without any, you know, disruption or upheaval for the customer. Um, I will tell you that, you know, Larry was very clear to make sure what customers understand that means is um, that the portal family is, you know, they're quite strategic components of of the of the project Northstar um, guidance. So, so it completely leverages those ex existing investments customers have made. So, in other words, there's no reason, you know, as we go forward and use this as a guide to where we're going in the future, portals, you know, going to be a core component of that um, and we want to make sure that customers absolutely understand that so it's it's really um, a guideline of what technology we're going to bring to the space what services we're going to bring um, even industry specific needs that customers might have with things like um, pre-built industry templates that they can leverage really over the next three to five years um, so that whenever they're ready to take on one of those components, they can, you know, I don't like to use the word necessarily plug it in, but they can they can add it in um, and help shape that experience, that changing experience. Because as you know, Ken, kind of going back to that 10-year view of the web, you know, thing, the, the only thing we know is going to happen is things are going to change, right? The experiences <laughs> right. are going to, right? It's, People are going to say, "Oh, I now can do this on the web. Or I can do that. Can I do that with the, you know, the portal capability I just acquired?" Yes, we want to be able to say, "Yes, you can." Or if you can, that one we want to be able to say, "You can by just adding this component or this part." Right. Um, and know yeah. that uh, know that customers are going to be sort of protected there. And it's and and when we shared this vision with the analysts, you know, they were they were actually quite pleased to say you know, to see that we're recognizing now that we, we actually need to broaden our, the aperture from, from just the discrete products to sort of the whole portfolio of products as a, they used to, one of the analysts, I think calls it a customer engagement model. Uh, we use just this, this, this exceptional web experience and, and, and even some people are saying, maybe you should even take the word web out. <laughs> maybe it just should be an exceptional experience. Um, and and that's, it, that's know, actually a valid point. You know, I think, I think with the, the, the taking off of the iPad, I think the, the the blur between what is in the web and what isn't, I think from a, a user standpoint and then customer standpoint, I think is going to blur. So right. they may yeah. not, they may not necessarily know it's in the web, and you know that's that's not a bad idea to be quite honest. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. And oh, so sorry, ahead. I'm still confused. Yeah. So Project North Star is if you've invested in Portal, don't worry, it's awesome and it's going to get more and more awesome over time. Is that 
Project North Star? That's that's well for for this particular audience um, with the portal, yeah, because you know we were talking to portal folks, right? So it was right. more you're going to hear about you know what we what we kind of wanted to say is when you leave here you're going to start hearing about Project North Star from IBM. What we don't want you to worry about is that you're somehow missing something. <laughs> you're not left behind. You're actually uh, to use your word, Darren. You're you're on the on ramp, um, and uh, or you're probably actually on the interstate. And, right, and good yeah. news is. The good news is, is you're in the um, high-speed travel lane on the left, <laughs> um, not 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 off on the slow lane. So, so Project North Star is a is a it's a vision, right? That's the best way to describe it. It's a vision. Obviously, from that vision, you will, you know, hear and see, um, um, you know, announcements that are much more concrete around you know products and offerings and services. So. It's just to let folks know that we've we've got the vision. We've been validating the vision with the analysts, and and saying as an organization like IBM that has all of these capabilities, we need to make it you know easier for our customers to understand how they work together and continue to work to make sure that they're the best they can be at at working well together, so that a customer can choose whenever is appropriate how and when they add something to help deliver that exceptional web experience. Um, is that, is, that, is, is that clear, Lisa? <laughs> I, I think I think a lot of it has to come back with a couple of months ago. There was a bit of uproar. It was probably maybe a bit more than that. Now it was maybe six to nine months ago. In the in the yellow Lotus Blogger world about the lack of of, of roadmaps, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm, I'm, it's good to see that the vision, both the North Star vision on on the portal side of the Lotus fence, and also. I guess the synonymous is Project Vulcan on the the domino quote unquote side of, of, of the fence. So I'm I'm happy to see that there's vision and, and the vision is talking about multi year. So we all know roadmaps don't really survive the first beta release. Um, but but visions can because vision is, is just talking about this is where we want to be able to take you. And and I think it's good for, for for IBM Lotus to start getting in there and and, and getting these out, and especially when they're validated by analysts, because as much as I may, you know, chortle at what the analysts say, a, a lot of people take what they say seriously. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think what a lot of the analysts are just getting the point they're getting at is the customers have a lots of choices, right? They have lots of places where they can they can acquire their capabilities from. There's no reason a vendor like um, IBM, which has many, if not all, of the capabilities that a customer requires can't be the one that helps the customer achieve that, you know, uh, easily, right? And and while it's always sort of been the vision, we're just being a, a lot more explicit about it to make sure that we want customers to hold us to it, right? And that's really, you know, the commitment that, that uh, you know, we, we want to, um, you know, get from the customers is the fact that, okay, you've said this now. Now, now show me how you're going to do it. And as I've said, is you will start to see, um, you know, announcements uh, over the next, you know, year, two years, three years as we go forward related to um, the North Star vision. So there won't be a product or anything called North Star. That's it's it's going to be our overriding vision of what we do going forward, and it's going to be something we hold ourselves to. So, so let me kind of view off on, on, on a separate question because it's it's no secret that Lotus Live, um, literally, I, I can't think of many products in the portfolio that aren't inside of Lotus Live. That seems to be mm-hmm. the, the the mashing of 
the historical domino side, the mail, uh, the messaging, the, the the collaboration. But we're also starting to see pieces of connections and then obviously Lotus Live meetings, which came from the web dialogues. Has, has there been any talk about moving some aspects of, of, of the portal and the web experience stuff over the Lotus Live? Yeah, I would expect that there may be. Um, I haven't, I personally haven't had any levels of conversations there um, just yet, but I, I think that's part of the vision, right, is to make it consumable and accessible, um, however a customer chooses to, to do that. And Lotus Live would certainly be a part of the conversation. Okay. Gotcha. And yeah, one of the, I think bet. one of the good things about Project North Star and on the Domino side, um, Vulcan, is this is one thing I've seen sort of getting to know IBM over the last couple of years is IBM is – they have a ton of smart people. They are very tuned in to the, the not just latest and greatest cutting edge things, but even very future focused. They're very, believe it or not, everybody thinks, you know, big blue IBM. It's a big company. It's been around forever. They're so uptight. But IBM is actually very innovative, very cutting edge, very future focused. And Sometimes what is invented in the labs and what, what those you know geeks in the think tanks are coming up with doesn't always translate out into the field. So I think it's good for IBM to bring some of that research, innovation, cutting edge thought out into the field as they're talking to folks and say, look, this is what we see as the future of these kind of products, these kind of initiatives, and to kind of distill that down to something that sales reps can bring into their conversations with the client so that people do get the advantage of all that investment and all that leading edge, bleeding edge thinking that IBM is doing. So I, that's really good to see that sort of coming out into the field as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we sit back and say, what do we have in the portfolio and, and what works well together and what makes sense? But the reality is, you know, most of it comes from those customer engagements, right? We have, um, you know, I can't remember how many thousands of customers we have using Portal, but, you know, we, we do try to, you know, get, you know, as much feedback from those customers and an understanding of what are they actually deploying uh, today. And, you know, we use that as sort of the validation, but also the guide. And then, but it's it's really starting to change those conversations from a, you know, not only what are you doing today, but where do you want to go? Or have you thought about going here, right? I mean, that's that's part of it. And that's the difference you get when you talk to more line of business um, decision makers in an organization versus the IT organization, right? It's, it's understanding what's important to them, you know, from a business value perspective and making sure that they understand that, you know, the way customers are connecting to you is through the web, right? I mean, I don't, again, I don't think it's any secret, but I'm not sure everybody continues to think about it on a day-to-day -day basis that, that, you know, boy, that really is my, the front door to my business, right? And, and, and it's, and again, I hate to keep reiterating it, but, and I don't know where they're coming from. You know, I don't know if they're coming from a mobile device or a laptop or a kiosk or a desktop or, you know, in the future, um, you know, the, the back, uh, back seat of an airplane seat, you know, the back, the back of an airplane seat that's online. So, you know, it's, um, so our customers are, are, are taking us there, but, you know, in, in a, you know, just as much as we're trying to take them there as well. So it's it's really a partnership. Great. So we're, we're, we're almost out of time. Um, and I think that's 
that that's answered all my questions. I'm not going to ask Lisa because it may end up being another hour conversation. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was going to actually have you train me on all the products so I can go and sell them after today. But maybe we'll do that another day. But, but, but there are a couple of things that I want to touch on be, be, before we wrap this up. And, and, and this is some other stuff uh, that, that's gone on this week. Um, for those that didn't listen to the... The, the LTIE, I think it's the Lotus Training and Education. I can't remember what it stands for. Sorry, Joyce. Sorry, Amanda. Um, <laughs> but, but if you go to the LTIE blog um, off of Developer Works, their August, sorry, their July show has been recorded and put out there. And that was Ed Brill and Art Fontaine were talking about the, the future of Domino's. So I think everyone should probably want to listen to that. Um, secondarily to that, um, most people will probably know, same time 851, we'd heard was due out on Thursday the 29th, and it's been pushed back a couple of weeks. Um, we're here in two, but uh, that's kind of up in the air. Uh, 851, same time, is actually a pretty good release because it adds other same time 851 clients, so the Mac guys out there, uh, and also a couple of different OS supports, and Windows 7 is now supported, which is, which is good. Uh, but that's being pushed back a bit. And then lastly, I just wanted to touch on a a notes security vulnerability. We don't get these very often. I think I get like one security vulnerability in notes like once a decade. Um, so there is a vulnerability in the attachment view, which is the key view. Um, it's going to be fixed in, in 802 fix pack 6 and also 851 fix pack 4 and there are other versions on the web. And I just want to touch on this because I think there was a, a lot of blogging about the security vulnerability and it suddenly made me realize what it must this must be what the daily life is of an exchange administrator. <laughs> <laughs> all, all, of, all of the vulnerabilities going backwards and forwards. And I think yeah, exchange is a security vulnerability, right? It, it, it's a corporate security <laughs> hall with built-in email functionality is, is how I like to describe it. Um, all, all joking aside, though, I think it's a testament to the entire IBM development organization where a, a, a vulnerability that could be exploited comes around maybe once in a blue moon. Um, yeah, once in 15 years. Yeah, and this is specifically on the client side, which is, is very, very, very rare. And uh, you actually have to get someone to open a malformed attachment to get it, the exploit working. And I think the, the complete irony is I'm I'm 90% sure, and I'm sure I'll get some comments on the on, on the show notes if I'm not. But actually, the, the attachment view is actually not an IBM product. I think it's licensed off KeyView. I think so. It, it may well be that the one security vulnerability we've seen is not even actually related to IBM. <laughs> um. So so with that, um. I, w- I want to thank everyone for attending. I want to thank Lisa for for bearing with me for for two weeks and 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 helping to get some good conversations going. Um, Brian, it was it was a pleasure having you on. I think you know the Web Portal Seven stuff coming out, and then the new Vision stuff is is really great. I actually wish we had some time to talk about SSPS, which is what I think, or SPSS, because that's kind of some cool stuff that I think people should know about. Um, but let's go down. So every 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 week we try and get some tips from guests. Uh, we usually start with with our guests. So so Brian, do you have a a, a tip for our users? Yeah, I do. Um, so I mentioned earlier the the college.gov site as a good place to go um, look at as an example. But what folks might not know is one really good way to see who might be using Webster Portal out on the general web is if you just go to Google and type in um, WPS slash portal. 
And um, you'll get a return of any website that a customer has put up where they haven't um, necessarily um, private labeled or um, put a vanity URL in place for their um, for their portal web experience. Um, you'll get hits on you know hundreds of sites, um, and it's always just for me a good way to see. I wonder who's using Portal and what they're doing with it. So so go to Google, type in WPS slash uh, Portal, and and you'll get a hit on some, not all, because most customers, uh, well, I shouldn't say most, but a lot change those URLs to be to be vanity URLs or or, or hidden. But it's uh, it's a nice way to see who's using what. That's actually a very good one. You've just outed half a million new portal customers that people didn't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's um, it's it's one good way when folks say, "Well, I wonder what so and so might be doing." You know, it's one good way to get a look at it. That's that's actually I, I didn't even think about that. That's a very good one. Unless yeah, unless I've got a redirect in there, but it would show up. Yeah, you got it. Huh, um, Lisa. Um, well, my tip is actually, usually at the end, we get a chance to plug an event, but last week we went over and I didn't get to, so I wanted to make my tip the plugging of the event just in case we run out of time again, and that is um, one of our account executives, Ernie Sutter, is actually doing a webinar um, August the 5th, which is just less than a week from today and he's going to be going over what's new in 851 what's coming in 852 it's going to be four o'clock eastern time so if anyone is interested in registering for that um, you can just email ernie directly and it's ernie.sutter at simplified-tech.com um, and if people don't know how to spell that probably the easier one is you can also email info info at simplified-tech.com and we can connect you over to Ernie that way as well so that is coming up and then um, for folks that are in the southeast everybody's coming back from a vacation the kids are getting back in school so we're about to kick off the Q3 series of Lotus user groups so August 17th is the Greenville Lotus user group August 31st is the Chattanooga Lotus user group. August 26th is the Atlanta Lotus user group. And um, since this is my last podcast for a while, I'll go ahead and mention the um, Nashville Lotus user group, even though it's not until September. That's September 23rd. And we are very excited about that one because Ed Brill is going to be coming to Nashville. So sharpen your uh, questions and um, get everybody excited to hear from Ed a live and in person in Nashville, Tennessee. So that's a couple of tips, I guess, um, Ed on the Brill. STS side. Ed Brill does Nashville. There you go. The Ed Brill. Yes, like the Ohio State, the Ed Brill. <laughs> um, so, so mine, I'm running out of tips. I do this a lot. I do this every weekend. I'm running out of tips. Um, I, I guess that, that after having to produce a podcast for a couple of weeks, Stuart actually told me this. He said, you probably want to go and buy a Mac. And I didn't. And I think I probably should have. So if you are going to do podcasts, I cannot dream that it's any harder to produce podcasts in a Mac than it is in, in Windows. In Windows, it was it was difficult at best and, and almost impossible at times. So I, I really wish I had uh, taken... Stuart's advice and, and, and initially I got a Mac when I knew I was going to have to produce this podcast while it was on um, vacation. Now, I am left-handed, so my guess would have been that the Mac wouldn't have worked. So. <laughs> I 
think that's just the iPhone 4. <laughs> but I'm not entirely sure if that's the case. So um, let's let's go around the table. How 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 can people contact you uh, if you have a blog or a Twitter ID, Brian? How how could listeners contact you? Yeah. So the best way, obviously, is email. Uh, my email address is, is uh, b c h a p u t at us com or they could um, also go out to the uh, WebSphere Portal blog, which is on uh, IBM Developer Works off the uh, IBM.com site. And so just go to IBM.com and uh, search on Developer Works. You'll, you'll get to the main page, and um, there's access to blogs there. And it's called the WebSphere Portal blog, where you'll see uh, not only blog postings from me, but but a, but a whole host of folks on the on the Portal team. And and you have the ability to also you know comment and and um, reach us that way as well. Okay, uh, Lisa. Uh, that would be probably the easiest way is Twitter. I'm just Lisa Duke, L-I-S-A-D-U-K-E. Um, also, you can reach me. Oh, here's something cool. From our website, which is just www.simplified and then a dash and then tech, T-C-H dot com. Uh, there is actually a contact us page. And if you give it a moment or two to refresh, you'll be able to see which of our account executives are online and same time us from our website. So that's probably the, the coolest way to get in touch with me. Uh, yeah, and that is that is same time 802. It's not the new same time yet, so it, it is still using Java uploads. So it does take a second to load, but that is actually a rather cool use for same time that not a lot of organizations do. Um, for me, I am Darren Duke, all one word, D-A-R-R-E-N-D-U-K-E on Twitter and also blog.darrenduke.net for all things technically related. Um, and I think that's a wrap for episode 10 of This Week in Lotus. Oh, Thank you, everybody. Oh, Darren? I guess that's not. We, no, because um, you give us a space in the prep document for tips and oh. a chance to plug an event, yes. but then you're doing the same thing you did to me last week. You're not giving us a chance <laughs> to plug an event. Just why I got mine in as the tip, but Brian has one about Thank a webinar. Thank God Stuart's back next week. Stuart, come back. <laughs> okay, sorry about that, Brian. <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Stewart. Hey. No. Yeah. No problem. I appreciate. Uh, I appreciate uh, having the opportunity. So, you know, I talked a lot about. Um, you know, we went to the Portal Excellence Conference about what we told people, but we we had a lot of great customers that actually presented there and told stories. And quite honestly, you know, I'd rather other customers uh, and 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 partners hear from the customers themselves. So we just did a, a webinar recently with um, Slumberland Furniture. Folks might be familiar with them. Um, they have 120 retail locations uh, across the country, United States, um, and they've built a solution on WebShare Portal. They did a webinar sharing that story. So um, if you um, if you just you, you can get to it lots of different ways. Um, we, we've got a link we can provide you, or you can just go to the um, WebShare portal page on IBM.com, and um, you'll find a link to that replay there. It's free, um, but, you know, I think it's less than an hour, but it's always worth a listen to, you know, hear it directly from the customer, you know, what they've done and, and how they're achieving success, and, you know, it might spawn some ideas for other folks. And that URL will be in the show notes, so I'll try again. Uh, now you can wrap up. This is this is the <laughs> second attempt at wrapping up episode <laughs> ten of, of this week in Lotus. Thank you for everyone's participation, and to the listeners, we will hopefully have another podcast out about this time next week. Goodbye. All opinions expressed during this podcast are those of the participants only, and do not necessarily represent those of their employer. This week in Lotus is sponsored by Move.com. 
the home of the finest custom business cards, mini cards, postcards and much more. For more information and for details of exclusive promotional offers, browse to thisweekinlotus.com. Moo.